Hello folks, it's your friend Luke, the Strip Club DJ, and welcome to another episode of One Two Review, episode 20. It's me and my buddies, Alex, say hello, Alex. Hello. And Brandon. Oh yeah, hey, that's me, I'm Brandon. The three of us rate and review movies in a very simple way. One point if we did not like the movie, two points if we did. We rate until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a day. This is a very special episode. It's episode 20, which is a truly momentous occasion. We have a lot planned today, a lot of celebration, nostalgia, and tears. So buckle your ass up and kick that donkey doodle intro. Champagne bottles are popping. Champagne. What's up, Brandon? Hey, what's up, Luke? What a great day today. The sun is shining. Yeah. What's up, Alex? I, uh, the sun's shining, man. I'm happy. It looks like it, it wants us to review some movies for the people. Yeah, guys, this is episode 20, as I said in the intro. We're really excited. we got a lot of surprises for you today, but I think we should start the way we should start and get down to business with a little movie review. Alrighty, folks, the first film that we all got a chance to see and review this week is a film called Mr. Whiskers. This is a 2017 film directed by Mark Timmer. It is uh, about old man Whiskers. He is an old millionaire who has a mansion full of secrets. He passes away. Spoiler alert, or so we think. He apparently passes away. He offers his house up to people that want to come in and survive the deadly game of cat and mouse to find the treasure inside. Uh, cool thing about this film, it was not directed by, but authored by Al Gore. He wrote the screenplay for this. It's it's all over the place a little bit. It's a little bit wacky. It's a little bit um, like a playful saw, I would almost say. Uh, did you guys have any feelings about Mr. Whiskers? Yeah, definitely. A gentle thriller, a gentle horror movie. A lot of Al Gore sort of pacing in there. Very slow, calculated, thoughtful, introspective. And I think a little heavy handed with the global warming message. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure that I, I think sort of some of the suspenseful moments sort of got lost in his ideologies not that that's a bad thing though i mean uh as you were saying it's it's uh almost like a kid's thriller it's not like edge of your seat it's like middle of your seat kind of thing going on Mm -hmm. so when he does hit you with that global warming talk you're almost you know you're in a weird position to receive it so maybe it's more effective i don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right like the scene where the where the cat is trapped in the windowsill and the 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 cat pops out and scares uh, our hero, and um, he he just realizes that the cat is very thirsty from being overheated. Yeah, it turns out that all of the traps, all the tricks, all the secret doors, all of that is all linked to global warming. So again, uh, it's interesting. You know, for me, it's it was it was interesting that the character of Mister Whiskers himself. Uh, cared so much about the environment when, you know, it's clearly Mr. Whiskers was Al Gore. It felt almost like an inconvenient truth and its sequel, probably more so the sequel, didn't pick up as much traction as he was hoping. And so he put that same message kind of in this kid's film, which, to be honest, is a smart move, you know, um, drop those messages in cartoons and stuff. And, and like you said, let let the humor throw us off our guard in a place where we're more uh, willing to accept these messages, because I, I felt I was more educated when I left the film. Yeah, definitely. I just really wish the marketing would have let people know that. I mean, when it says written by Al Gore, it's really tiny. And I was like, there's no way that's the Al Gore who wrote this movie. But it clearly is after watching the film. Well, no doubt. And Al Gore is known for his modesty. 
like Inconvenient Truth was his big shining moment. And he was still pretty relaxed about it. I mean, he wasn't jumping around on stage screaming at people, you know, like he probably should have been if because he's so incensed um, by global warming. But, you know, he's very slow and uh, relaxed. And I felt like Mr. Whiskers kind of looked like Al Gore. Mm-hmm. They gave him Clearly, kind of a, yeah. a little a little Al Gore haircut. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if there's much more to say about this film. It's again, it's definitely educational. It's you know, it's got a wonderful message in there that I think is important. And and I haven't always been a champion of global warming. I'd say I always believed in it, but I've never I've never been as motivated as much as I am about this. There's there's a couple rally things coming up in L.A. here, and I'm uh, I, I went on the website and I looked at them. So even that is a start of me uh, being moved in the right direction. So I'd say Mr. Whiskers, if that was its goal, has uh, was a huge success on me at least. Oh, that's great. Yeah, well, you guys ready to review it? Yeah, are you going to be a champion for this movie as much as you are a champion for global warming now, Alex? What's yeah, your let review? me just throw it right out there. It's it's two points. Uh, I think it rides this beautiful line that, you know, some of those PBS cartoons tried to ride back in the day where it is this combination of, of comedy and wackiness mixed in with education and an important message, I would say, as well. So, yeah, two points for me. Yeah, this movie... This movie was uh, pretty cut and dry, but I still found found it fairly entertaining. Um, I don't like a lot of big scares. I don't like a lot of gore. So that was just like the right level of um, intensity for me. So I give it two points. Yeah, definitely had the right amount of gore for me. It's the right amount of owl gore for me. (laughs) Two points. Absolutely. The message, I received it this time. Sometimes I'm, you know, not, I hear about global warming all the time. I know it's a real thing. But what can I do about it? Now I have a few ideas about what I can do. So thanks, Mr. Whiskers. Thanks, Al Gore. Thank you guys for all the hard work you do as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, each week on One Two Review, we come up with a different way of keeping score, keeping score of the 20 points that we give each film, the inevitable 20 points we get to at the end of the day. I'm going to take on this first scorekeeping moment here, and I'm going to take these six points from Mr. Whiskers, and I'm going to release a dove for each point. So I went to the pet store. I picked up this crate of doves here. I've got about 20 in here, uh, just in case. I wasn't sure, but I will be only releasing six of them for the six points for Mr. Whiskers. So here we go. I'm going to open up my window here. That's really beautiful, man. And Maybe you shouldn't open your window. Let's keep them indoors for a while, Alex. What a waste if they just fly out. Well, I have have 14. I have 14 more doves. I have 20 doves. So I'm going to let six of them into the air because it's the it's the freedom that I'm celebrating here. So here we go. I'm letting six of these doves out. There we go. One. There we go. All right. Six doves released. I still got 14 in here. I'll figure out what to do with those. Why'd you get 20 doves? I wasn't sure. I had no idea if somehow Mr. Whiskers or whatever first film we reviewed could get 20 points. I just wanted to be safe. We've no, you're right. Better safe than sorry. We're never going to move 20 points, but what if we had, and I only had six doves, so I have 20 doves, 14 left. We'll figure it out later. Anyway, should we kick it to a sponsor? Yeah, sure, sure. Happy 20th. Kick it to a sponsor. Turn any shoe, any material into real Italian leather with Cobble Can. Our patented liquid leather is authentic and will add class to any tired shoe for a fraction of the price. It works on sandals, boots, yeah, and even gloves. And you know, you can't see this, but I'm spraying Cobble Can right now on this old tweed perch, and it's actually working. Hey, get any two Cobble Cans and the Cobble Can Dabber Cloth 
and a free Cobblecan water bottle when you order within the next 10 minutes. Cobblecan, don't buy new, spray on a shoe. Yeah, we've been waiting forever for Cobblecan to sponsor us. Thank you guys. Definitely excited about Cobblecan. Definitely use that product the before podcast. they were a sponsor. I have a uh, leather basketball because of that product. It's great. You turned your tweed basketball into a leather basketball. That's great. It's super da-da. I'm turning things into leather that should not be leather. It's great. Let me tell you guys about this next movie. Happy 20th, by the way, gentlemen. Congratulations, uh, man. I didn't think we would make it this far. We shouldn't have. It's Looking back, these 20 weeks have flown by. I, I'm really kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of choked up. I feel really emotional about this so we're listening to i'll just try to power through it for the fans though i know they don't want to hear me yammering on and crying so okay guys so the the movie that we saw and i hope you both saw as well was called soapbox derby and here's the synopsis troop 747's annual soapbox derby is documented from the inside as a scandal unfolds i don't know first impressions brandon yeah, sure. Again, one of these movies going into it, I didn't know much about it. I was a Boy Scout. You were a Boy Scout. Alex was a Boy Scout, too. We were all Boy Scouts together. So I, I kind of went into this thinking, hey, this will be fun. Get to know a little bit of, about a soapbox derby. I never actually participated in one myself. But yeah, then it takes a slightly weird turn. And this kind of weird scandal breaks loose about some of the parents sabotaging some of the other soapbox derbies. The unique thing about the film is you get to see it from the inside. It's all documented from the kids themselves, and then it's all spliced together afterwards. So, you you know, by the end, you see some pretty incriminating photos and uh, videos of some of the parents. So, Yeah, I, I think it's important to say that this is, this is uh, a documentary, and from what I understand about this film, is that it was just... Uh, it was kind of started as just one of the boys was, was filming some of the stuff, and one of the parents is a filmmaker. His, uh, her name, sorry, is uh, Mary Teasdale. She, she caught wind that there was something going on, and she kind of helped her son start to film this thing, and then it ended up kind of blowing up, and it, it's uh, got some actual stuff. Yeah, these parents were sabotaging other, other Boy Scouts, Soapbox Derbies, uh, racers. Some of the kids end up getting hurt in the thing. It became a whole thing. There was, you know, courts were involved. People went to jail. And it all started just with this boy filming the creation of his original soapbox derby. I mean, uh, if so you think of, if sorry to interrupt. No, guys. no, no, go ahead. But if you think about it, it is the perfect vehicle, no pun intended, for a, a crime. Yeah. Um, something so innocent, so pure as the American soapbox derby, you know, give a, give children a chance at ingenuity, get their hands dirty and uh, do something exciting like a race and have some fun. Mm-hmm. It's really the perfect cover for what we saw, deep level corruption. Yeah. And they even used one of the child's soapbox cars to smuggle some drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, well, it was interesting. I guess this film blew up uh, a, a bunch of, uh, blew up the awareness, I suppose, of the, of this stuff that was happening in the soapbox derby kind of world. Apparently, Troop 747 was not the only one with this issue. Apparently, the whole soapbox derby has been pretty corrupt and full of manipulation. Uh, I guess w- what the film kind of decides at the end is that the reason so much of this stuff is happening is because it's it's these parents that are using their children as very direct pieces of pride or whatever. And, and so if your son loses the race, these parents apparently take it very hard. They believe that their son is less than these other boys. And so that's where the whole thing started is it's really like uh, these kids are your champions. So you want to give them the best chance so you can win and be better than the other parents. It's It's a very greedy, selfish kind of thing to do. 
super greedy, super selfish. That's how it all started. But by the end of the documentary and by the end of the investigation, we find out that it goes much deeper now. There's dark internet websites on deep web and whole ringleaders setting up this level of corruption about, uh, you know, smuggling drugs, even if it's just downhill, even that saves them a ton of money, you know? Yeah, well, and the specific drug one was uh, Canadians. It was it was Americans that the the course went into Canada. Uh, it was like a loop that went into Canada for a second, and those drugs would be deposited on the Canadian side of the border uh, by the child. So not only that, but these children were being used for for crime. You know, unbeknownst to them, a lot of times. And the and the children weren't innocent victims either. Uh, no, not all of them. No, some of them were, but not all. Um, yeah, Thomas, you, ch- you say children Thomas. lightly, and they weren't always children. Yeah, there's the the case. There's a 20 year old. One of the boys is 20 years old, who's you know not even legally supposed to be a boy scout, who's posing as an under uh, a younger child. But yeah, to help rig the the online gambling, and like I was saying earlier, the one of the really shocking moments was when we see, eh, I guess for a better word, or lack of a better word, a, a really fat kid. And we find out that his parents have been laying his food with extra butter and sugar so that his racer could be a lot heavier because they have weight restrictions on the soapbox, not on your fat kid. Yeah, little sure. there was yeah. so many layers. These again, um, minor offenses, minor crimes, even just social taboos, uh, all the way again, like you said, to international drug smuggling. So uh, it's an important film in a lot of ways. The scouting program has changed dramatically uh, since then. This movie came out about half a year ago. And even since then, a lot of rules have changed within the program. I know, but I still find it disheartening to know that this is still going on at all. I think they should have just shut down all the soapbox derbies. I don't really know how you could have this sort of competition without deep corruption. It's true. Well, like I said, we never got to do soapbox derby. We had the pine car derbies. I think mm-hmm. it was probably because they caught in, caught on to it in our neighborhood ahead of time, and they outlawed it. So, yeah. well, you don't, you remember very infamously we we found out that Aaron's dad turned his son's pine car into a pipe for smoking weed. Wow. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's not a big a deal now, but it seemed like a big deal back then. Because Aaron was very torn up about that. Yeah, that was actually shocking, and that was real life. But uh, let's review this film. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna give uh, Soapbox Derby a, a two. It. It. You know. I mean, certainly as a Boy Scout, a Boy Scout that participated in um, very similar things to the Soapbox Derby, with the Pinewood Derby, and stuff like that. Uh, it was really struck home for me, really revealing and, and, you know, makes you think about your childhood a lot of times and and maybe things that went on around you that you weren't aware of, um, which is a little frightening or, you know, just, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) You said it. It's frightening. All right. Yeah. Frightening. Yeah. I have no idea what I, what I could have participated in, in my youth, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. enlightening. That's the word. Anyway, two points. In frightening, it's uh, somewhere in between enlightening and frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, I give, I, I take my hat off to this. I take my four hats off to this movie and give it two points. The camera work was mostly children, so it was a little hard to watch. But the subject matter was is critical for the advancement of American culture and society. So it's definitely, I got to give it two points to get it out there. Two points. Yeah. For me, two points as well. Um, I love being surprised by a film and wow, this absolutely surprised me. Um, I was in frightened, uh, two points. 
Alrighty, that's six points for Soapbox Derby. Six points. Six points. Six points. All right, Brandon, I think you've got a little scorekeeping method for us. Oh, yeah, this is great, guys. celebration idea. I'm going to be celebrating in, in a new way. I've recently been working a lot. I found a little money leak. I'm standing underneath it. So I have a little bit of extra money. Um, I'm going to be donating to some charities in, in behalf of One to Review. Now it's our 20th episode. We've got a lot of Patreon donations. I'm going to be matching what I put in with our Patreon donations funds as well. So I'll probably do a couple hundred dollars per point. <laughs> the charity I'm going to be donating to is something I've done a little bit of research in. It's actually in your neighborhood. Um, it's uh, CFH. Have you guys heard of this at all? Mm-mm. Is that Cowboys from Hell? Pantera? No, um, it's Cigarettes for the Homeless. It's going to give cigarettes to homeless. Pitch Poo is actually going to match my donations in cigarettes as well. So, uh, Well, okay. So as our listeners know, we are sponsored by Pitch Poo, but I don't, know, I don't really know if you should have. I don't really like this charity. I mean, it, it's not that I don't like it. Isn't there a better charity that we could have... This one's just already set up. Pishpoo has a direct feed into their donation line. It's circular, man. We'll talk off air, but we're going to get some increase in our ad ad revenue as well. So, Yeah, I don't know. Alex, how do you feel about this? CFH sounds super legit, guys. Just think about it. Everybody needs a cigarette. Sure. One to review does not uh, support drug use of any kind except for cigarettes. You know, we've said in the past that we're a pro-cigarette podcast. I don't smoke. I know none of us smoke, but I know we're pro-cigarettes, so... Uh, I, I got to throw my weight behind it, you know? Sounds like a good one if it's going to get something for the homeless that they need. Okay, if they need so, it. I don't even know. But, yeah, I, I support you, Brandon. Whatever you think. If you've done your research. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So here we go. I'm going to sign the check here. Let me just sign the check. Okay. Donation's going to be mailed off tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, CFH. Thank you, Pish Poo. All right, happy happy twentieth, guys. Happy twentieth. Let's uh, talk briefly. I know I mentioned earlier we were all oh, in the yeah. Boy Scouts together. You guys have any fun memories of being in the Boy Scouts? I remember swimming in the creek. Swimming in the creek, getting crick neck. I went to. Uh, I remember camping with you guys. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, really? I loved that playing war, learning about girls, learning about girls, uh, dirt clawed fights. I remember all the knife handling skills I learned. So if you guys ever need like a pocket knife handed to you, you can call upon me. We did turn our jeans into uh, life vests in the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. there, right, Alex? Yeah. Okay. I'm not even sure I was there. Fourhats.com is coming down from the attic with the holiday hat sack. Pilgrim Buckles, Santa Caps, and Elf and Darbies will be available for a limited time during the season of giving promotion. For every three hats you buy, we'll send you a fun holiday hat or headdressing for a child in need. Simply choose four hats and send one back. No promo code needed. Just include one seasonal hat in your order, making sure it's one of the hats that you keep. Fourhats.com, finally making hats simple. New ownership over at fourhats.com. I'm excited they decided to stick with us. Apparently, our customers love them just as much as we do. Fourhats.com. Great product. All right, folks. It has been uh, a long time coming, but it is time to review a sequel to one of our favorite films ever. Folks, it's time for us to review a little film called Reps to Leg Day. No way. No way. 
I mean, the time yes. has come. Yes, I, we've yes. had such high demand for us to review this film. It feels a little heavy on our shoulders, but we have to do it. We're stepping up to the plate. This is our 20th show. We are ready to handle leg day. And I would say that Reps 2 Leg Day delivers on every level possible, for me at least. I found this film uh, as captivating, as exciting, as world-expanding and building as the first Reps film. Uh, I absolutely love this film. I am in love with Reps 2. What did you guys think about it? Well, first, let's talk about the legs. The biggest, most powerful legs I've ever seen, period. Mm -hmm. And... uh, lot of the camera angles i don't know what you call that camera angle where the camera is on the ground pointing up really made the actors look even bigger and more leggy than in reps one yeah they were mountainous huge i'd say it's huge. important to say that this film came Towering. out what this is uh maybe four or five months old it was directed by dover mccreeby uh and yeah it's an excellent sequel to again the film uh reps that we saw uh, a few months ago and, and actually developing the characters in a lot of ways, not just developing their bodies. Mm-hmm. They say in the gym, never skip leg day. And in this movie, they really drive that drive that point home when we find out our main character has been skipping. And that's really the turning point. That's really the kind of the opening point, rather, for the plot. When, right. You need a balance. Everybody needs a balance. Your upper core can be huge. You can get into all these clubs. You're you're ripped for the currency of this po- post-apocalyptic place. But your legs, they matter too. And just sometimes you forget that. Until he's reminded when the, the leg dollar, because they have different currencies for buying different things. The leg dollar, the the price goes way down on it. So you have to put in a lot more leg dollars to get things done in the world. Right, that market crashed completely. It was it was kind of similar to like the Bitcoin cryptocurrency, but they had uh, their currency was a leg dollar. Right, I will say that that was interesting. They integrated a lot of financial ideas, a lot of mathematics into this film because the original, the first reps was a lot of grunting and you're just like, okay, these people are a bunch of meatheads. But then you find out that they really do know finance. They do know money management and, and statistics very well for right the first the first reps had me pumping iron in the in the uh movie theater there the second reps had me taking notes you know about how to manage my finances exactly incredible turn um i mean i think it's important for me at least to mention the cast is incredible we've got chris pine david sanchez marshall shannon uh, sean connery plays the rock's dad and yes of course the rock is back as the main character of baggy james uh, just just an incredible cast, wonderful acting, I thought. The direction is incredible. McCreepy does a wonderful job with that. Uh, the story is one that, you know, I think a lot of people were afraid of a sequel to Reps. You know, it's hard to spin off of something that is so well-contained as, as its own film that it almost seems a shame to create a sequel to it, unless it's uh, Reps 2 Leg Day, and it, and it does even better and surpasses the first film, in, in my opinion. Yeah, it's rare that we get a sequel that really holds up to the original. I know we recently got uh, Ghostbusters 3016, and it blew me out of the water as well. So it, it proves that they can do that with an old franchise and bring it back, and Reps just really nailed it. Great sequels are hard yeah. to come by. Yeah, I love, I love this movie. I love Connery. I think they did a great job with his old legs. 
waxing them up and tanning them, getting them in the gym as much as they could. Because, I mean, he's an old guy, let's face it. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, shit. That's really important to say, too, is that uh, unlike the first one, the first film had some CG in it. This one, they did no CG. It was really important to McCreeby to have all of his actors' legs be the actual legs that they were using. So, yeah, they did a lot of work with Sean Connery because I know that he's he's an older guy. He's in his late 60s, early 70s, something like that. But his legs look sick in this film. Impressive, but as Luke pointed out, the camera angles had a lot. Of course, to do there's with some that there's some well. practical. He, he was pretty much always shot course, from underneath. Of course, there's yeah. tons of practical ways to do it, but I must applaud that they removed the CG because I didn't honestly notice it too bad in the first film. Uh, it didn't pull me out or anything like that, but I respect the hell out of him for going at this thing without the use of of that at all. You know, I think it's a crutch that a lot of filmmakers use. Well, I think Connery definitely wanted to do it for financial reasons, but also sort of for health reasons as well. I mean, you get that motivation to make a movie and it's going to help you health-wise too. So, so um, good mm-hmm, on him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, do you guys have any more thoughts? on? Uh... I really hope this inspires a movement. Like I said, the first reps got everybody working out. There was midnight showings of it. I don't know if this movie will do the well, this same. This one's apparently but, playing, uh, this one plays a lot during the day. They have it set up in like increments like you can go see this film as though it's your workout you know you can buy a subscription to the film because uh, it's supposed to be in theaters for three months the, that was like the marketing plan is three months that's going to be in the theaters and you can sign up for like a membership a three-month membership for reps to leg day and uh, go there and like practice those reps it's similar to the first film it's got a lot of moments where you can you can kind of interact with the film or, or do the workout that they're doing absolutely in this movie if you it's like have you ever played, uh, I don't know, what is it? There's like a big Lebowski drinking game or something <laughs> mm-hmm. where you take a shot. This movie, if you do what the exercises that they do in the movie, you will get ripped. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a full 90-minute mm-hmm. workout. Just your legs, though. I feel like if you want to have an even workout, you're going to want to have reps one maybe playing on a smaller mm-hmm. screen. Yep. Well, on a different day, Brandon. This is leg day, okay? You go to the gym, you you bang out these leg exercises on a day. True, but the core message of the film is to stay balanced. I'm just saying. Yeah, that is Agreed. it. Yeah, because he doesn't stay stay balanced, but never. At skip the end legs. of the films, it's Sorry, not just his legs that do it. You know, they make a point of that that it is a full body that you need. That it is not just a leg day, but a leg day feeds into the arm day, feeds into the body. You know. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I, don't I don't want to spoil too much no, of this no. movie because I just want to get I just want to get meat in the seats and get people out I there. Agree. I agree. Totally, but it does, I will say, at the very least, tease Reps 3, so I'm pretty stoked yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're done with this franchise. I think they're just getting yeah. started. I'm, I'm ready to review it. If you guys Did have, you guys oh. try the um, the merchandise tie-in with the protein shake <laughs> soda? Yeah, they gave them to each of us when we got to the theater. Yeah, it was delicious, and immediately after drinking the can, my legs had this tingling sensation, like like the worst restless leg syndrome I've ever had. Yeah, it was pretty interesting taste for like a non-carbonated, thick kind of soda product. But yeah, as you said, yeah, tingling sensations throughout the movie. Definitely made me want to work out. and But I didn't really. I just kind of had tingling legs. It was hard for me to take notes about my finance and my legs were twitching around, but I, I got the idea. Okay, so let's review this damn yeah. thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to drop a two right away. Dropping a two on, on Reps 2 Leg Day. Uh, been looking forward to reviewing it. You know, I saw it when it first came out and been wanting to review it. And I'm glad we did. So, yeah, two two solid points. 
Absolutely. Reps two gets a two. Two legs, two points. Oh, yeah. Reps two. Of course, it's a two points. I mean, this is a no-brainer. I know our review propelled reps one into such a cult status. I'm not going to say we're going to do it again with reps two, but it's a great movie. Absolutely go see it and tell them we sent you there. Nice. All right, boys, I guess it's my turn to reveal my celebratory scorekeeping method and put some clothes on, but now I'm going to take off some clothes. I'm going to take off six pieces of clothes. So try to hold your applause. Try not to get too nasty. Here goes my shirt. Oh, yeah, and we can see this. We, if you don't know, we are on Skype with Brandon. Um, So Brandon can see all this. All right, I'll play that music you sent me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Nice. All right, Internet. All right, Internet. Calm down. Calm down. All right, here comes the sock. Loading Luke Dance. All right, calm down, guys. Come on, come on, come on. Calm down, guys. Got a lot more to go. Here goes another sock. Yeah, look at those feet. Here comes the pants. There's those oh. legs. All right, what do you think about these? Those are nice what legs. What do you think about these You've legs? Been repping them. I was yeah, expecting you, you to these? be wearing underwear, but that's why well, he's wearing a couple um, of hats, I think, to get his six items. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing his hats. I got you. There goes a hat, uh-huh. and there goes the hat. There's the top of my head. I bet you didn't expect sure. that. I've never nope. liked the uh, t-shirt, no pants look, so I'm waiting for this shirt to pop off. Yeah, I'm really eager to see that come off too. And there it is. Look at that body. That's a damn good body, Luke. Thank nice you. Work. Thank you. I've been working very hard on it. I've been watching my reps movies. Great. Pro work, man. No wonder you weren't ashamed to just let it all go. All right, gorgeous, gorgeous human form. Let's kick it all to right, a put, uh, a sponsor. I'm gonna put my t-shirt yeah, back on. Good work. Uh, try that one again. Math friend, this calculator attachment will give you the encouragement you need, not the answers. Not the lining. Check your second line of work. Show your work. Don't forget to show your work. Carry the zeros. Spell it out. That better be a number two pencil. Don't work with pen. Ask Jamie to the dance. She'll say yes. You can ask another boy to the dance. That's fine. Talk to your dad about the way you feel. It'll be okay. Your mom loves you. Um, Your sister will forgive you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the 20th episode is nearing closure here. I am excited as always, and we have a big celebration planned at the end here for you. So let's just get right to it. This movie I'm going to present to you in a matter of the Twilight Zone, because it kind of reminded me of a Twilight episode, but... um, yeah, submitted for your approval of the Midnight Society is a film we watched called Drunky. Um, here's here's the premise. It's a world where drunk is normal. So what does that look like? People are intoxicated all the time. Streets are amuck with vomit and people swearing and swaying, but that is normal for them. Until Abe, he gets sober for the first time and it's quite jarring. Um, yeah, what did you guys it's think of this It's a crazy world. A crazy world where instead of, you know, water, the, the sinks flow vodka. People are washing their dishes with vodka. People are taking showers and rum. It's And everyone is hammered. There's vomit everywhere. It's, it's a disgusting world to live in. Uh, you know, clearly this film is... Uh, anti-drinking, uh, which is, you know, nice. A lot of films, I think, support drinking. I, I drink occasionally. I'm, I'm on the fence about it. You know, it's got its pros and cons. But uh, this it is frightening to think of a world where, where drunk is normal. It was uh, an uncomfortable world for me, to say the least. Uncomfortable, fun at sure. times, but most of the times, um, total 
disaster. There's a tipping point, but when everything you have is alcohol, it's a fucking nightmare. Um, and you know what? I, I don't think this world is unlike Vegas yeah, or New Orleans really. in a lot of ways. I feel like those cities, if you want to actually experience that, sorry, all my listeners in New Orleans, but yeah, come on, downtown guys, Albuquerque, you know, you know what, where we're from, even it's pretty drunk down there. Yeah, sure. Um, but they really did capture that annoyed and irritated feeling that you get when you're the only sober one at the mm-hmm. party and people just keep getting drunker and drunker. Yeah. yeah, poor Abe, man. I have definitely been the designated driver at a party and felt what this guy's feeling. But it was, it was, you know, I knew it was one night and it would be over soon. Uh, for Abe, this is the rest of his life. He is suddenly this sober guy in this world. Um, I mean, that said, it, you know, he's a little more successful. He's got uh, hand-eye coordination. He's got balance. He's got, you know, full control of all of his faculties. So he excels in the world. He becomes a CEO eventually, but it's still, you know, it's like being the king of a trash heap. It's still not the best. Yeah, I mean, he writes he writes a very important text that is, you know, slowly but surely more and more people are starting to follow his sober mm-hmm. life, but his text on clarity is like an underground movement. You know, he is a CEO. He's also trying to change the yeah. world. Does it happen? We actually don't find out by yeah. the end of the film. Yeah, yeah. so it a I don't open. know. Uh, I think it's an excellent social commentary for sure. This film, uh, maybe maybe one would say it's a little much. It's a little um, I don't know, beating you over the head with it that alcohol is dangerous and bad. Um, but you know, it's a message that's n- never not going to be an important one, I suppose. Yeah, it's kind of funny and sad the way he finally starts to get a little bit of a cult following going, and to get their message disseminated they have to get people they have to get people through hangovers so everyone's out there feeding folks menudo giving people eggs you know here hold your head up drink this water giving people pouring water on people's heads pulling their friends out of the gutter mm-hmm. you know stop a little trying, hair of the dog stop trying to have sex with stop trying to have sex with him he's not even awake mm-hmm. Stuff like that, you know. I would say, yeah. I mean, just just feeding it that a little bit. I thought the world building was pretty incredible. Like just the details in the background of almost every shot, you see at least someone passed out on a bench in the background, something like that. Like uh, the small things, the details in this film are, are pretty amazing. You know, the fast food restaurants that are all you know fast alcohol restaurants or whatever, and the different kinds of dishes they have there. All of it, you know, extremely alcoholic. Um, yeah, well, everything's kind of shabbily put together because it's put together by drunks. So when he, he gets sober and his vision straightens up, he realizes that all the shelves are everything's a little bit crooked. crooked. Yeah, the streets don't the make sense. The doors don't yeah. shut right. The streets don't, yeah, don't have signs. But that shit doesn't matter when you're in a drunken tirade, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't get much more to say about drunky. Do you guys have anything else? Um, no. No, not really. I'm ready I'd to rate. Check it out. I'd say uh, check it out if I, I mean, fuck, if you've got a drinking problem, watch this film, um, you know, or if you're concerned that a friend has a drinking problem, maybe bring them to this film or something. It's um, yeah, again, there's there's some messages in there. I, I think that someone can glean from it. But uh, either way, yeah, I'm ready to review it. And I'm, I'm going to give this thing a, a, a two. Uh, I'm going to give it a two. It was a, a sobering experience. We'll say that. Yeah, definitely sobering, and I'm kind of choked up right now again. This is the last movie of our 20th episode. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I hope people get something from this, and I had a lot of fun looking at the sets, 
and, and it was a solid movie all around. I'd give it two points for sure. Oh yeah, two points. I love these type of movies, you know, that where the normal is reset and you have get to look at things from a different perspective. And I was moved and um yeah, let's just keep moving on, boys. Twenty more episodes, two points for me. Now Brandon, did you have any drinks when you watched this movie? Uh Coca Cola. Okay. I don't like drinking alcohol actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, not really. Well, I mean, like we all know, 1-2 Review does not endorse any kind of alcohol or drug use. Mm-hmm. We, don't. we don't do it. We Cigar- don't. Cigarettes yep. are fine. Um, they're not great, but they're fine. All right. Well, that's our six points. Six and uh, points. I think Luke has set up our final kind of celebration here. I am aware of this one. Just to let listeners know, this one won't be a surprise for me, but I'm excited for Luke to reveal it to you all. So without further ado. That's right, guys. 20th episode. I feel great about getting through this 20th episode with you guys. I'm looking for a lot more in the future as well. Um, So I got some Hollywood pyrotechnics. These are certified indoor pyrotechnics safe for the inside. I'm going to launch off six routines, they call them. It's six sets of um, some pretty spectacular looking fireworks. My Patreon donors, you could probably get a video of this. I'm just going to light them off in my room for the best recording quality Mm -hmm. possible. And uh, here we go. Wait, hold oh, on. Shit. Alex! Alex, you have a fire extinguisher. Hold on. Oh, God. The dubs. The dubs. The dubs. The dubs. No. Alex. Alex, get in here. No. Nope. Yeah, I got to the window. Open the window. Turn on the water. Oh, shit. Hang on. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hold on. I'm calling the fire department. Oh, the dubs. Okay. All right. They're getting out. Some of them are getting out. Most of them. Okay. Oh, that alarm is so yeah, yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But the Shut dubs. The, the dubs are safe. The dubs got out. Oh, shit. That was frightening. It's just a couple small fires. Okay. That's only one Ooh. routine, though. We have five more to go, so leave that window open. Uh, I think that's, that's enough, enough celebration for... That's Are you enough, sure Brandon. this is our 20th no, episode? you can't see or smell our place right now. It's... It's fucked. <coughs> oh, God. There's yeah, shut off that alarm. There's <laughs> feathers everywhere. I am so sorry. I swear to God, all the doves made it out okay. They're just scared as shit, but they're okay. <coughs> you okay, man? <coughs> Let's just get these windows open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All to right, be guys. honest, well, I, can't, out, I can't say that I apartment. didn't see that coming. I had a feeling that might Woo. go that way, but... Totally, but... <coughs> totally worth totally it, worth guys. it. Totally worth it. <coughs> Totally safe, indoor safe. Whoa, gosh. All right. Hey, that was a successful episode, guys. Hey, Brandon, I I can't really talk to you on to talk about... um, Oh, we got people... Oh, we got coming up on 21. Uh, Yeah, hey, if there's too much smoke in your room, man, you should open your door. (laughs) We got to get through this. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. While they are airing out their apartment there, I'm going to just let you know next week we got a bunch of stuff already lined up. My Netflix queue is already backed up. I got DVR full as well. Cheeks is yelling at me to start watching these movies. All right, next week we got Monkey Eyes, The Crundle Kids, Strombriner, The Movie, Deli, The Mix Up at 435 Everest Street, and Blue Leaf. Very excited to watch all those guys. 
As always, leave us a review in iTunes. Be kind. Give us five stars. It'll help everybody out in the long run. Pay it forward. Throw um, throw a movie title at us. Write it down on a piece of paper. Throw that in the garbage. We'll get it later on. Um, Alex, anything you want to add? <coughs> no. Just got a lot of cleanup. It's our 20th episode, man. Oh, yeah, sure. Then thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for yeah supporting us all this time. We shouldn't have been doing this, and we did, and you let us. Thanks. Thanks. Luke, anything you want to add? Alex, have you seen Luke? Is he still there? Uh, I think he's passed out. I'm going to go check on him. Go check on him real fast. Oh. Yeah, he's fine. He's just passed out, but I think it's smoke okay. inhalation. Okay, see you next week, guys! Bye! Bye.